right? So until you don't own, until like they don't have you by the balls, that's your boss. That's that's who that's who runs your life. <laughs> you know? So I'm just thinking, Al, bro, like, what, what more can I do, man? It's really exhausting. Well, firstly, it's, it's the feeling of fulfillment, you know? And, and yeah. yeah, it's the feeling of fulfillment, and it's the why. over everything podcast it's the podcast where we receive stories tips and tactics from entrepreneurs who have done it this week is a focus production podcast where it's just between the two of us and we just dive deep into specific topics we care about and just you know give y'all a podcast that this is checking checking in between the two of us you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying so yo, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, subscribe to us on whatever podcast platform you're listening to is very important. If you haven't already, make sure you purchase some merch. Um, it really helps support the podcast and helps um, get us get to the next step. So yeah, bro. Get to the next level, bro. Get to the next level. But yo, today I wanna, we should talk about the topic at hand. You know, we wanted to d- dive deep into insecure, you know, it's something different for us. Something different. This insecure is a show that is uh how do you describe insecure? For the insecure, that insecure, um, you know, written and produced by Issa Rae, and it is a phenomenal show. It's mm-hmm. a cult classic at this point. Uh, it it sounds like a sitcom for you know the millennial black person. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it shows the days in the lives of um, Issa, the main character, as well as her friends and other men in her life, and it's a real-life portrayal of what's going on in the black American life, mm-hmm. you know? But the thing that I found really interesting, though, was I think it was, like, the second episode where it started, mm-hmm. where Issa had built a business up and started to receive feedback from corporate that was affecting the communities that she was involved with. Mm-hmm. And particularly Crenshaw, which is an interesting name. Mm-hmm. And the actor. I don't know I don't know if you saw about Kofi. I don't know if he was hitting the, the same acting prowess he was hitting in all the other shows. You know, yeah, so. you know, I kind of felt <laughs> that too. You Word. know, like in uh, uh Queen Sugar. Queen Sugar. Yeah. He legit murked that role. Killed like he it. ate it. Like he legit marauded that role. Like mm-hmm. look at me using different words to describe. Like I'm trying to think of like killed doesn't do it justice. Legit he invented a new level of like, you know, homicidal acting. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, uh, to give some context into Insecure, you know, by the way, like great show. But by the way, give a shout out to Issa Rae, man. Like, you know how she started? She was like posting like stuff on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, to get to where she is today. Like she Insecure. had her uh, no, um, awkward, black, awkward black girl, awkward black girl, right? Yeah. Like she produced that on her own, man. Like, and to see her where she is today is a phenomenal phenomenal feat to accomplish but to give some better um context and around what happened in this episode so crenshaw is this person who was an inmate before Mm -hmm. and now he started like his own fashion line which like really exudes like the life of like the lifestyle of like a black american black american from compton Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and um 
Issa is stuck in a little conundrum, right? She's like stuck. Okay, here I am looking to represent NWS. This is like a sponsor. They're sponsoring the event. And she's looking to help Crenshaw get on this. And they've been working for it on it for about six months. This is all finally coming together. Oh, agreed, agreed. Um, but I'm, I'm a little concerned that this show might be a bit big for Crenshaw's level of experience. What do you mean? Uh, well, it's pretty long. It's at the high end of our budget. And I noticed in the presentation, there's supposed to be um, a group of drummers, interpretive dancers, uh, multimedia, and people on lowrider bicycles. Yeah, I don't know how you show perseverance without lowriders. <laughs> I mean, this is what we talked about from the beginning. Yeah, I know it's last minute, but we have some relationships with a few artists that are on the same vibe as Sean. But they're a bit more established and experienced. Yeah, artists like Blue Parrot, Renaissance, Edict. Yeah, I'm familiar, but none of them are from the community like Crenshaw is. Yeah, well, um, there's a lot of great options, so think about it. So now when she's looking to do this event, the corporate sponsor tells them, hey, you know what? There's a couple things in this show that we feel like are too... I'm just going to say it. It's too black. <laughs> Facts. Too forward. It's too black. It's yeah, too, too black. It's too... It, it, it's just going to make everyone uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. They tell you, say, you know what? These things with the low rider bicycle stuff, they've got to go. The things with the drummers and everything like that. Hey, this isn't, this isn't for us. Mm -hmm. So the issue at hand here is when you're met with a corporate sponsor... And you yourself as a creator, you can be a podcaster, you can be a musician, an artist, or any type of business that has authentic roots into who they are. They don't really mold themselves into anybody just to fit into a certain thing or fabric. Is it right that you should tone yourself down to fit into what a corporate sponsor wants out of you? That's what we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah. And I found it very interesting because the thing is that they... She approached him, right? Yes. So I think that's like a big thing is who approaches who? Mm -hmm. You know, if he approaches them, then maybe there's room for, for you know. They have for, leverage. For, they have leverage. They have leverage. They're coming to you. Yep. So, but if they're approaching him, then I feel like he has the leverage and he should be able to command whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. That's my... Right, my first take on that. And the thing is that there wasn't anything actually wrong. There was no liability that really came with that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like he's like, yo, I want to have um, people doing aerials and have that on cement. So there's mm -hmm. a big liability wave that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. He was having drums. He was having things that I guess might have been perceived as ghetto. It mm -hmm. wasn't black, actually. It was ghetto. It was ghetto. It was ghetto. That, w that was the thing. Yeah. Because if, if they were doing African drums and, you know... It's more cultural. It was, yeah, it was something more cultural. It would be like, oh, yeah, this is cultural. But because it was lowriders, like, oh, I don't know if this is on brand. You know when they say on brand, they're trying to say this is not, it's too black it's for too us. It's too black for us. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's too yeah. ghetto. It's too... And I think the best way to describe it, it might be too edgy. That's another word they'll use. It's too mm, edgy. It's too edgy. It's too edgy for us. Mm -hmm. Which means code word like, hey, like, take that whatever stuff, your ghetto stuff, whatever, like, it's too hood for us and leave that out. 
and mm-hmm. keep like all like the cookie cutter stuff. So what do you think about Issa's response? Issa did the best she could. She was stuck in a difficult position mm-hmm. because here she is. She's really trying to build a business. She's really trying to help Crenshaw and she's really looking to bridge to really have a good relationship with the sponsor for the event. It's tough for Issa because she's building a company. She She's quasi-established because she had like one successful block party event. Mm-hmm. Got the 10K followers. Got, got 10K followers. She's yeah. coming up, right? So now she's looking to build up on that momentum. So for Issa, it's not like she can say, like, you know when you say, I have FU money? She like, don't. She don't have, she doesn't have FU money. Nope. Right, so she can't really say, "Uh, you know what? Screw you guys. I can go to anybody. I can go to my Rolodex right now and pick up my phone and just call anyone." She got IM money. She got IM money. I am going to do that. I'm going to do that. <laughs> right? you know like, so, man, with Issa's position, she can't do much, man. But tell the guy, like, hey, can you just take this out, right? Because she needs Crenshaw, right? She needs Crenshaw, and Crenshaw needs her. Because of no, Crenshaw does not need her. He Doesn't was still, need like, her he was still on his way. He was getting orders same way. He still had those people from jail, you know, working away because he was getting orders. So his company would have still continued to exactly right. So it's like Issa needs this more than anything, and also like the corporate sponsors, they need them as well too, because if you're looking to like help like the image of like, hey, this is like an inmate or whatever, you're bringing it out, then be committed to that. Don't half ass the say that. Hey, can you take this out? Can you do whatever? If you're going all in, go all in. There's no like tippy toeing than that. My thing is, is like, as a corporate sponsor. All right, so hold on, hold on. I finish your thought. I got something for you. No, no, just because I'm about to go to like corporate. I'm, I'm about to defend the corporate side. All right. You as a corporate sponsor, you have what's called a corporate brand that you got to maintain. This goes to say like, yo, bruv. If Microsoft wanted to do like a sponsored event, right? And knowing Microsoft is like corporation, Fortune 500 company, legacy shit. When you think of Microsoft, what do you think of them? When you think of them sponsoring something and you think about the thing of Crenshaw, do you think they would allow that to happen? Possibly. Honestly, like, all right, so they could sponsor if it's paired correctly. For instance, if it was Microsoft, Vogue, GQ, mm-hmm. I could see like, the logo fitting. The, in I could see that, way. you know what I'm saying? So it's all together, and then Crenshaw's there, so it's like a fashion, and then, you know what I'm saying? So, so it kind of lines. If it was just Microsoft and Crenshaw, it would feel like it's misaligned. But bro, honestly, what, you, what you're doing right now is you're buffering Microsoft by I, adding. I'm, fla- I'm, I'm, I'm making. You're, I'm stretching it. You're stretching, stretching it. it. You're fluffing them so like they don't have a lot of blowback. No, I'm saying it's just like if they're the only sponsor. Do you think? What do you think about that? If Microsoft was the only sponsor for the Crenshaw fashion show, fashion show. Hmm. Because it does feel off. Yeah, exactly. So I have a visceral reaction. Exactly. It does feel off. What we're talking about here is, can 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 uh, is it okay for companies to say, uh, hey, we want to sponsor, we'll give you a million dollars, but you can't do that. You as a creator, right? But you want to work with me, but you want to tone me, tone me down, tone it down for me, right? So mm. it's like partnerships that perhaps don't really have a lot of synergy, but they could benefit from each other. 
So two separate entities that don't really match, but they could have a good, hey, Microsoft can look good by helping an inmate-turned-entrepreneur. And inmate-turned-entrepreneur can get a benefit from actually, hey, Microsoft actually gave you props. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So even though they don't really work, they benefit each other. Honestly, ways. they just have to do it for guys. So I feel like that's where Issa's job you know, lies, for real, for real. Because mm-hmm. if Microsoft had come to sponsor that event, Issa's job would have been to properly frame that to make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they could have had Crenshaw designing, you know, stuff on the Microsoft CAD programming. True. You know what I'm saying? True. They could have, like had like a way of properly putting it together and microsoft owns xbox so mm-hmm. if they had like a, a way of you know involving everything around there so it's mm-hmm. like a, a more synergistic thing like because if you think microsoft off top you might not it might not flow right but if you think for instance if you think apple off top it might not flow but if you did apple music mm-hmm. you know like for instance if apple and yg was to do a con- it doesn't really sound like it makes sense. But if you do Apple Music, mm-hmm. YG, now it starts to make sense. The synergy there, you know. So I feel like Issa's job is to actually make that, you know, synergy make sense. But for guys, like it, it's it, it gets to a point where there might not be even any synergy because if you look at synergy, it's a, you legit have to uh, really you search. Sounds so corporate with synergy. <laughs> Synergies. Oh my god! Yeah, keep Strategize going. initiatives. You know. Word. Um, if you look at it like that, bro, like it's so hard to find opportunities like that because they're so hard to find. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, hey, there's a probably a handful of them, but then do they even want to work with you? So it's like it's for her. It's let me take what I can get and make it fit, and she's trying to make it fit. And in the process of making it fit, these are the things you come onto. Now, is it fair to accept money when someone tells you you can't do what you can do and be seen as a sellout? What do you think about that? There's levels to it. There's levels to it. Like, for instance, if you're Gary V and someone says, yo, you can't cuss, you know? And Gary Vee's like, you know, I'll just bleep it out. Mm-hmm. You know, that there is okay on like a median level, mm-hmm. right? And Issa was trying to be somewhat like a media, trying to play it in the middle, you know, because mm-hmm. after there was blowback, like he was trying to call her a sellout and thing. And I felt like that was unnecessary. Personally. So unnecessary, bro. Yeah, you thought, you thought it was unnecessary? You thought he, do you think he had a point? He had a, you have to look at the context of this, right? Someone like Crenshaw is just, he is, he's like a hood man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like truly authentic. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what Jay-Z said. You know, I walk in the same, I walk in any room and I'm the same Jay that I was to the janitor, the same way that I'll be you as a CEO of like Disney. Let's say if it's to Bob Iger, mm-hmm. right? I'll be the same way I'm way to Bob Iger. Do you Iger. believe that? Do you think Jay-Z is talking to the, the CEO the same way he's talking to the janitor? Yeah, of course. I think Jay-Z is like, if Jay-Z were to like, roll by it's an elderly 80 year old man 70 year old man no matter race or background he'll treat him i i think jay-z will treat him the same way with respect the same way and talk to him as jay-z the same way he'll talk to bob Iger or tim tim cook mm-hmm. or whoever okay who do you think wouldn't let's get spicy would not talk yeah it's the exact same way 
from a hip hop community. Sure. I think someone who is willing to switch up within a room full of powerful people and be like, hey, how's it going? Whatever, whatever. Right? Like when there's money involved and then there is the janitor, they're being Karen. I can see probably, I hate to say this. And it's kind of weird because she's a woman. So it's kind of different. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like Rihanna. You think Rihanna would do that? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What makes you say that? Because Rihanna has a very, uh, I think maybe just, it's it's hard because women, they're not going to like, hey, janitor, because of course they're thinking, oh, who's this girl talking to me, right? Mm-hmm. As a janitor, like, who's this beautiful woman talking to me? You know what I mean? Like, so that's why women have to have, like, this exterior of, like, hey, I'm going to, like, be all hard and, like, I'm not going to be interested. I'm going to, like, just kind of give you the cold shoulder so you actually just move away from me because they get so much attention. So maybe a woman will not be a good example for this because they exist in two different lanes, right? When there's nothing to give, let's say a man-to-man level. Well, before you go to man-to-man then, I think Wendy Williams would be someone who would do that. She's like, oh, give a fuck wow. about that. <laughs> good example. Good example. Yeah, Wendy sure. Williams would definitely do that. Yeah. There's something about her that like I can just see her switch up like when for she's in a sure. room for, for sure. like power moves, yeah. power movers and oh like, a janitor. Yeah, oh my God, sure. you know, like, oh man, that's a great example. For some reason, man, I was going to say like, um, yay. Mm, yes. Yay. Most definitely. You know? Yeah. Look at how he treated Trump. You yeah. Know? That was that was that was nasty, bro. Going back to, I just got a thought right now that I gotta say, which happened in actual real life. You know, Moss Def in the song. Um, Moss Def. Yeah. Moss Def. Moss Def. Yeah. Did I say Moss. You said Moss Def. Uh, like Moss Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moss Def. So there's a track, one of my favorite tracks. It's called uh, "Umi Says," right? And uh, it's such a powerful song. Uh, one of the lyrics is. Um, I want black people to be free, to be free, to be free. I want black people to be free, to be free. So it's like, Umi says, why don't light up the world? Right? And then at the end, it was like, I want black people to be free. Mm -hmm. So Nike wanted to use that for a commercial. And in this commercial, they asked Most Def to, like, change the lyrics. Most Def? Most Def. I was going to say Most you know, it's my Kenyan in me, you know, the mm-hmm. way you say certain is a like, moss, you know, like mm-hmm. I say like actual most. I don't mm-hmm. say so that's what I'm saying. Moss deaf, you know? So most was it was it? Moss. Moss. Moss deaf, right? Moss deaf. Moss deaf, right? He changed up the lyrics, right? Which I kinda like I was kinda like, man, like why did you switch up your art to fit into a Nike commercial? For that bag. For that bag, right? even on the radio like it was such a great song they wanted to play on the radio but they wanted it to fit to like everybody but like that song was made for a specific community that's endured a lot of pain and struggle and now they're being told to like switch it up that's what i don't like bro it's kind of like us someone telling us to switch up the way we talk on the podcast just because they're giving us the bag right Mm. so it's as a creator where is the where's the line right dave Chappelle say certain things like this for your comedy because we're paying you because you're, it fits under the comedy central brand. You know, like, where do you as a creator, do you, once you get, gain freedom, are you really are you really free from that whole trap of, like, being controlled in? 
Well, no, it's funny you bring up Kanye because he, he brought up a similar point, you know, um, when he was rapping about being called a god, mm. right? Then he said, hey, when he says that he kills people or if someone, when black people talk about killing people, there's no, no one's discrediting that. No one said, wants to challenge that, you know? Yeah. But when he says I'm a god, people started coming at him. Mm-hmm. And even though I don't agree with him saying I am a god. Why do you have a problem with that? Because it's blasphemous. Blasphemy is literally saying you're a god. It's blasphemous to say that. Yeah. But are we all made in the image of God? Yeah, that's being made in the image of God. So we are God. No. Yeah. If you're made in the image of something, that doesn't mean you are that. You're made in the image of your father, but you're not your father. Well, my father is God's son. No, but your actual father, like your biological father. Yeah, yeah. You're made in the image of him. Yeah. But he's not him. But... If you were to call him your father, if you say, I am my father... He would be, he'd be speaking falsely. But when we say, oh, Father, in Christianity or any religion, mm-hmm. you are attributing to a God of some sort. So you're saying, I'm a God? I am a God because we're like, God, and this goes into religion now, right? Like, I don't know how religious you are. I was raised in, 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 the church. in a very religious I know you. Environment. I know your religion. I know your religion. I'm the same way. Like mm-hmm. we're cut from the same cloth, bro. So knowing that, like reading the Bible, it always says we're made in God's image, mm-hmm. right? Like there's one verse in the Bible. It says, "Be ye imitators of God as their children," right? So we're meant to imitate God because we're God's children because we are God in a way because we're made in that. So when Kanye says, "I am a God." I actually, do, I actually find no offense to that. I kind of like, yo, I believe that because you are God. God exists inside of you. So you are God. You are Alex, a body, but like your spirit is godly. We just got to tap into that. So I look at it from a different perspective. But going back to what you're saying, why do we find, go, why, do, why do we go up in arms about that? Maybe Kanye is lifted in a different level and a different like spirit that he can see himself as that even though he may stay humble, he genuinely believes that. And that's mm-hmm. okay. And what he genuinely believes goes against the societal norm of what black music should fit into. Exactly. You know, and that's why other people get get hurt. You know, like like Lil Nas X and Lil Boosie. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why that happened because that doesn't fit into Lil Boosie's characteristic of what he thinks black music should be. You know. Man. Speaking of these guys, man, we're gonna, we're gonna, um, I just want to take a moment, you know, R.I.P. to Young Dolph, man. Yeah. Yeah. That was cold. That was, that was sad. That you was know, really it, sad. Another... It, it takes me back to like a tweet Marlon just said recently, like saying um, black men deserve to see themselves old. Yeah. You know? Yeah, R.I.P. to Dolph, man. Lost another possible billionaire bro you know owned his masters owned his work owned everything yeah it's like another nip man and not even the sense of billionaire being like you're you are what your money is but in the sense of like what he can mean to the people the ideas he was bringing Mm -hmm. you know he was someone who preached independence he was someone who preached um you know doing it yourself diy so it's it's another person that was a very big spirit in what we believe in, you know, what we believe will take us to the next level. And 
yeah, he's gone now, man. So I repeat it all. You know, condolences to his family, prayers to his family. And he has he's a he's a father. He had like three kids or something yeah, like that. Three kids and a wife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A black wife. Black wife. You know, black family. You no, know, my woman is my woman is black. Unlike people who criticize me. Mm-hmm. You know, so I repeat Dolph, man. But yo, talk to me. You hear about the Nike NFT? Oh, what's going on, bro? Bro, it's, we gotta. I I gotta learn more about NFTs, bro. Yeah, it, it, it's such a interesting. It's, you know what it is, but like, what is NFTs, man? It's like, how do we get started making our own NFTs? Honestly, we should drop one. Uh, we should learn learn how to make one and then drop one for our hustler hustler fest. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hustler fest. Did I say hustler fest? Hustler fest. Wow, that was horrible. <laughs> Atrocious. How do you mess up your own event name, bro? That's atrocious. Should I cut that out? No, just keep it. You're going to keep it. But uh, no, what Nike's doing, I think, is extremely important, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's going to be a game changer for the resale market, Mm -hmm. you know, because you know know how it's going to happen, no? No, man, I'm I'm waiting for you to, like, tell me, like, So basically, um, Nike's um, partnering with a company to create nfts for their shoes mm. so when one shoe get drops it'll come with an nft so you can so once you sell it you know everybody will eat nike will get another commission based off the the sale and then once you sell it it'll continue to appreciate from or not really appreciate but continue to get um commissions from each sale driven so nike will continuously eat so okay so let me understand what you're saying here so mm-hmm. Nike, let's say we make a Nike Air Max shoe. Mm-hmm. We make an NFT for that Nike Air Max 47 or whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. And we make one NFT. So once you buy, once I own that NFT, I let the value of it just continue growing with the status of how well the shoe does. So let's say Kanye or Drake drops a Nike Jordan shoe comes with an NFT. So that NFT could be 50, 40K worth of an NFT because there's only one of it that exists. There's that. There's that part of it. Okay. There's also, um, if they make it for a dollar or if they make it the, the NFT worth the exact same value of the shoe. Mm. So I buy a pair of Air Forces for $100 mm-hmm. and the NFT costs $100. Or just uh, let's say it's a group purchase because it's, you know, packaged together, bundled. And then once I sell that, I still, let's say I get 1%, then I get 1% commission off that and I continuously earn off that. That's what, that's what the thesis is, I believe, on the Nike NFT. So I buy the NFT yeah. from you. Yeah. And buy the shoe from you and the shoe comes with the NFT. So so I sell I, I, so we're back to my thing I I chop the Air Force and, and I sell that to you right you sell me in I the sell you the Air in Force the secondary market in the secondary market now so let's say on StockX on StockX okay and I sell you the, the Air Force all right NFT check come with the NFT so you know now it's double real because mm-hmm. you get the actual shoe and the NFT mm-hmm. so it's certified and then you get the NFT and you get the um, shoe so now. You have both in your hands, and I get the sale from both the NFT and the shoe. And you can go and sell that, and it just goes further, further, further. And Nike gets commission off the sale as well, because that's what NFTs work. 
So they're dripping. They're making money. It's like a dividend now. Exactly. So they're always going to make money. Yeah. Forever, man. bro. So that, that NFT might make... And so much more. It might be like a 500... Bro, imagine if Jordan had NFTs to <sighs> Disgusting, bro. That would be... Imagine like what a... Like a... What's a... Let me just make it simpler, man. Let's say like a Red 11s. Mm-hmm. Like imagine when Jordan was in Jordan mm-hmm. back in the day and the shoe drops... With the NFT, and the NFT, bro, Jeez. and 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 and, mat- and Jordan's career goes the same way it's gone, and now here we are, like twenty eight, right? And you have an OG and NFT, an OG oh, NFT. What? You're eating, you're eating, you're eating for sure. Bro. Like yo, like oh man, how much would that even be? That that'll be worth so much money. To know that it's kind of like you, you, you. It's like a signed jersey from the flu game, bro. Mm-hmm. Like one of a kind. And yeah. you didn't even wash it. It's a Jordan sweat on it. Yeah. From like 90 freaking six. That's where we're headed. That's where we're headed. Bro, this is what we got to be in, bro. NFTs, man. For sure. When we do our event, we got to drop NFTs with the event. We got to partner with my boy Lloyd. He you makes NFTs. Saying? He makes NFTs. He, um, he sold his, um, his NFT for, I think it was like two crypto. I mean, two, two crypto. Wow. I sound like that. I sound like a scammer yeah. to crypto for two Ethereum, and you know, he's eating off it. He's gone back into video editing now, so that's probably how to end for our, our video editing. But yeah, he knows how to make NFTs, man. How to get everything minted, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that it's interesting thing with the NFTs, man, because Ben Baller just came out with his own NFTs. Interesting. Like, bro, Ben Baller is like he's like the next Gary V. You think so? In a way, the way he moves, man, it's like he's on every trend. He's on mm. baseball cards, he's on NFTs, he's like in crypto. Mm-hmm. It's like he's always a step ahead, mm-hmm. right? He's not really stuck in his like own way of like I'm a jeweler now, mm-hmm. right? He's a he's a, like he, bro. His podcast is now like a top ten podcast in the business category. Maybe it's like a business podcast. Is that, is that even a business podcast? It's like he talks business, but he, the way he talks about it is not like the way. Rashad and Troy from Earn Your Leisure or NPR podcasts are it's like it's just him talking and bro he's a solo podcaster he has stories so he can go he can do that yeah he has stories man he's been he's been he's seen it all Mm -hmm. you know but I just want to like know like how do I get an NFT portfolio the same way I can get like a crypto portfolio I'm not an NFT expert I am not the person to talk to and I wish more people could, could say that not not enough that. people, yeah. Not enough people can be like, hey, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, I don't. Some people don't. fake the funk too much, man. It's like it's a pressure. It's a pressure. I remember just um, there's like you know sometimes like I'm around people and like they talk about like yo like ask, you know those there's those type of people who try to do math really quick, mm. right? Um, <laughs> and like they're trying to like I'm like sometimes I'm like I just pull out my calculator and yeah. be like raw like I actually cannot do that multiplication. Like I, I, I while they're sitting there stuck, like carry the one. Yeah, carry the one. Like it's just like, and then and then there's some people, right? That like they they beat you to the punch. It's like yeah, they, yeah. So yeah, like oh, it's like uh thirty seven percent off. So yeah, that's actually gonna be like yeah twelve hundred dollars. Like bro, I'm not grading you. Yeah, I'm not grading you on like what this freaking uh percentage of thirty seven percent off of like 
1400 or whatever you're getting is like that's what it is mm-hmm. you know like i'm just i just want to know you're gonna just take your calculator and just done it Word. there's some observations i make i'm like you know jerry, jerry seinfeld like when he tells his jokes you ever notice when people are doing this this whatever yeah. this would be a good comedy skit you know what i'm saying facts 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 what else is new in your world bro what else is new in my world bro um man it's just kind of getting dark at four now so i really gotta just really maintain my energy after four o'clock so i can not feel as if like i, I gotta go to bed drink more coffee Man, I'm drinking more coffee like now, and then it's even harder to go to bed, right? So, but um, let's talk about that Dan video because sh- shout out to Dan, Steph, and Dan, Steph, and Dan. They, they just dropped a video on YouTube, and yes, it was it, it touched you, it did touch me, bro. Mm-hmm. We'll link to the video in our description so you can go to it. Um, you know, he was just talking about the rat race, the rat race, man, and um, and I'm sure everyone relates to this. So when you're a, well, I would say entrepreneur because not everyone's an entrepreneur, but everybody is working a nine to five job right now or some type of work where they work like full time hours and you really start experiencing this feeling of what Dan was saying, what Dan would say, say, hey, you know what? We all graduate from a school. We all want this prestigious job. You go to Deloitte, you go to KPMG. You get a cool, fancy job at, like, some tech startup, and then you get a nice condo downtown, and you're like, rah, I'm where I'm supposed to be right now. And that's where I am right now, right? Like, I have a great job, which I'm very thankful for. I have a very nice home, right? And I live alone in Toronto, like, which is a blessing. But once you really pass that threshold, you start realizing that, is this really impactful? Am I really making a dent into what I'm doing? What am I living for? What are you really living for when you're doing this type of job? Because one thing about a job is that you can get hired. You can do a great job. You can make amazing contributions. But once you go, they put up another job post on LinkedIn for that same role. And you leave like, okay, guy, bye. Thank you. Thank you so much for everything. You don't own the company. So you've done all this work. You've made money. You've paid. You've saved some bread, but you don't own it. Mm-hmm. Right? So when I watched this video from Dan, it really made me feel like, man. Steph and Dan. Steph and Dan. Shout out to Steph. Yeah, shout out to Steph too. Like she's she's an amazing half of Steph and Dan podcast, uh, the whole brand and everything. But it, it really touched me because that's the same feeling I have. Here we are, we're building our podcast, we're building our brand, which is amazing. But some days you can feel like, are you really making any progress? Even though you are making progress, just the senses of what you see, it's not moving fast enough for you to leave your current station mm-hmm. so you can fully focus on that. So that's how I feel right now. Like The job is good, but I feel like I need more out mm-hmm. of myself. I feel like a lot of my creative hours, a lot of my creative thinking time is spent at work and then when i come out especially during this time of year the most creative juices you have to really dig deep after work to really get on and like legit edit and do whatever and and just continue that grind right so that's how i feel man it's just like now i'm just looking for like man what more can i do what more can i really because bro if you lose your job, man. It's like you have no other source of income. 
right? It's like it's like you're in, you're in scramble mode, right? Like like I'm, I won't be in scramble mode or whatever, but you don't have fu money. You got I am money. I am money. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> hey, can you come to that meeting? Like it's at like nine p.m. tonight. I, you can't say, you can't say no. no. I'm going to do it. So it kind of goes back to that whole thing. Should we name the po- this podcast? I'm, I am money. Sure. I, I think I think that's the yeah. yeah. I am money, bro. Mm-hmm. It, it goes back to what Dame Dash was saying. Like, who's really the boss? Who's really the boss? Uh, the boss of your house. Remember that Breakfast Club interview, mm-hmm. right? No, you're not the who's 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 the man of the house in the family. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, you no, you're not the man of the house. The man of your ha- the man of the house is your employer, because they pay they put food on your table, they put food on your kid's table, they pay your school's tuition. Right. So until you don't own until like they don't have you by the balls, that's your boss. That's that's who that's who runs your life. <laughs> you know, so I'm just thinking, Al, bro, like what, what more can I do, man? It's really exhausting. Well, firstly, it's, it's the feeling of fulfillment, you know, and, and yeah. yeah, it's the feeling of fulfillment. And it's the why it's, it's, it's the why it's why am I doing this? Why am I going forward, you know? So I had to work this out in therapy a bit. It's like, why am I still here? Because when I was at my last job, I was like, yo, I'm ready to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so ready to go. And one thing that had to, that, that had to really regi- register with me is, you know, why am I doing it? Why am I still there? It's because that's funding this that gets to, you know, give something that's giving me my why. So it's an actual mechanism for that, you know, and that can lead to your fulfillment. And then once you have the money to replace that, then your why can still be aligned mm-hmm. as long as you're having the funds to fulfill it, right? So that's kind of where, where that comes from for, for me is being able to just lock in on your why. Um, and if it's not, then it, maybe go find fulfillment somewhere else. You know, maybe you find more fulfillment you know, working for a charity, volunteering, um, shopping, mm-hmm. you know, going crazy, whatever, whatever it is for you is finding that what happens a lot of times though is that we get in this circle, like Steph was mentioning in the video of work, coffee, sleep, work, coffee, sleep, shop a little bit, you know, maybe go out for dinner. Work, coffee, Bro. sleep, work, coffee, sleep. And then and without any fulfillment, we get we look up one day and we're like, yo, what's going on with me? And the inner child in you is gone. The, the feeling of fulfillment's gone. And the thing is, too, is that we think that once we get to that level, we'll feel accepted. Mm-hmm. You know, There'll, there's going to be acceptance at that level. Once you get a title, you're like, yo, I'm the, I'm the senior, like, uh, the senior digital VP, VP of operations. Exactly. I'm you know. the chief whatever. Like, that's dope. But, so? <laughs> Facts. <laughs> but, so? So? Word. You know, we're, we, we spend so much time building up a resume of things of where we've worked. And once you legit retire, you're like, rah, I've never retired, but I'm just putting myself in that position. Yeah, I was CEO, COO of whatever. Yeah, yeah. One thing that that's kind of coming the test for me is like if I was to tell my grade three, four self, this is what I'm doing. How would how would I look at myself? Mm-hmm. You know, 
<laughs> this is this is Al like back in Scarves. Is it is it Rex? Is it no? You didn't grow up. Malvern, Malvern, not Rexdale. Yeah, yeah, I look at myself crazy. Oh, that's what you do. I cool. So like, imagine little Alex standing right here and like looking at it's like, wow, that's me. That's Ra. That's that's me. Mm-hmm. That's not what we should all, we should be doing right now, bro. Like, what would a six year old you think? Where you know it's funny. I was talking the other day. Um, I went swimming for the first time in a while, and I in used your to, building. Uh, in my building, yeah, yeah. And you know, usually when I go swimming now, I I uh, use the like the, the little ladder on the side of the pool. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying to get into the pool. And this time, uh, I jumped in. I just went for it. It's, it's like you know what? I'm, I'm jumping, and not just like, not just like a, yeah, not just like a little you know. Pebble stuff. I I ran from the back. Is it is it the ones that what do you call cannonball? Did you cannonball? I didn't cannonball. Oh, okay. I, I, I was not childish, but <laughs> I definitely held my nose. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know you pinch your nose like a little kid. You know, so I jumped in like a little kid for the first time. I was like, dang, I feel this is what I used to love as a yeah. kid. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I was like, bro, like I've been I probably escaped that for so long. And I was like, what was making me continuously use the stairs? It's the safety. You know, and you're like, bro, you're a young guy. Like, you you have no aches, no pains. It's not like you're creaking bones or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, my bones creak. Yeah. <laughs> I get up, my bones creak. You too. I you, see you, you stretching. <laughs> <laughs> you must be cracking. Yo, you see, I'm stretching like my inner, like whatever. Mm-hmm. I need to go back to my massage, bro. Like, I got a massage for the first time this uh, past weekend. Like when I was like, where? Yeah, yeah. Next, you were on vacation, right? On vacation, bro. I was getting worked, bro. Like that massage was dope first ever massage i've gone and the massage therapist was like like a plus shout out to um uh shana really <laughs> yeah we always do these shout outs but no one's going shout to shana yo 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 fact shout out to shana shout out to um my cashier at metro yo, shout out to the pears <laughs> i was gonna pizza pico on thursday man and uh i was looking at the pears right and the guy who always makes my pizza you know shout out to uh, talak you know, I'm shouting him out. If you ever go in the uh, Pico here, like on uh, on Richardson Street, Toronto. Speaking of which, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, yeah, go ahead. Sh- you know, sh- shout out to the pairs. So this is a reference to Rick Ross, right? He's mm-hmm. doing a little interview. He's like, well, you know, Ross, you know, you've lost a lot of weight. You know, you've done, um, you know, you look great. They're like, what's your secret? He's just like, I mean, pears and stuff like that. Shout, Shout, out to to <laughs> 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 Shout out to all the pair. Shout out to all the pair. Word, that was a, oh, that's an OG movie. OG bro. Was, loves. Bro, that'd be a good yeah, NFT to kids. make, bro. Like shout out to the pair. Shout out to the pair. Oh Word. Um, it's funny you mentioned that though. When I was down downstairs, I actually talked to the owner of the franchise, and uh, um, the 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 guy, the old man with the white hair. Yeah, silver guy. Yeah, Alan is his name, mm-hmm. and he said that he'd be interested in coming on the pod. So, you know, I, I I said that. You get you said I told him to him that's hilarious. I know I said I, I said I podcast. Oh, okay. But uh he's like, oh what's your podcast? Yeah, you oh. thought you thought that was you. He maybe thought you was me because like I go there a lot. Right? And I think we came in there one time with Dean and I think he saw us because he's mm. always sitting in the back like doing like you know financial stuff, probably about his business. But uh I feel like that guy has like other franchises he owns. He doesn't. He, I, I was talking to Axe my buddy and said this is the only one. Yeah, he's just yeah. starting out. Yeah, just starting out. But you know, franchises are tough, tough yeah. to operate, and well, not tough to operate, but tough to start because it takes a lot of capital. Bro, there's one franchisee downstairs, like he owns um, the Big Smoke Burger, mm-hmm. like across. 
he's so passionate about that business, right? Every time I come in, he's always telling me how fresh the meat. Hey, you know, this is fresh meat. You know, it's fresh from the grill. You know, this potato, we, we cut in-house. Everything. <laughs> like, he's so, like, I've never seen a man. I mean, I have, but just to see that happiness he has over, over his business where he cares to tell me, like, the origin of the meat, the bun, the way he, like, puts up, like, the garnishings at the front. Like, that is, like, what happiness is, bro. You know? He, he cares about, like, even a crumb of whatever. You should go in there, just talk to the guy. Like, legit, he'll talk your ear off about, like, like beef. Yeah. And I love that, bro. Like, my mom, my mom loves, like, my mom loves to talk about beef with butchers. Like, she's that type of person. Really? She'll, she'll go to, like, the ends to find beef. You know, like, she is, like, you know, in the aunties, like, when they when they get together, they're always talking about meat, bro. It, it's so... Really? Un- yeah, bro. Like, they was talking about, yeah, you know, I went to this place over at uh, the farmers, and they... Oh, yeah, yeah. Aunties they, love they, talking they about food. They ex- always extend That's the plug of where they found the meat at. That's a fact. That, like, you know... And I don't want to be gender stereotyping here, but like that's what the pops are always talk because pops are the ones who slaughter the goats and stuff back home, you know. Mm-hmm. So to see the moms just talking about meat, I was just saying, like, what are you guys talking about? Like, you guys talking about goat and chicken and shit mm-hmm. and butchering. Shout out to the butchers, man. Shout out to the butchers. <laughs> Shout out to the butchers. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, Al, back to what I was saying, bro. Like, yeah, fulfillment is right, man. It's just like, how do we find the fulfillment? It's mm-hmm. so unfair how life is, bro, because you got to, like, work hard every day and then pay your bills and then chase your dreams. Like, you know, I wish it was... The, the, the tough part is, too, is when you don't know what your dreams are. You know, that's... Like, a lot of people don't know what their dreams are. They're just like, well, I don't even know what I, what I like. Mm-hmm. They've spent so much time just focused on getting to a job or, or getting to a place of, you know... Uh, on, like where they don't have to stress about paying the next bill. Yeah, what life is? It's like a structure. It's laid out for us, you know. So we don't have to think about like, hey, like what's the plan, right? It's like, oh, you know, go to school, get married, have kids, and like whatever. Mm-hmm. So what are our dreams, man? Why do why do people have dreams, man? Or, if you ask me what my dream is, it's just I have so many. They change every day. Well, what was one dream you had as a kid that you still have today? As a kid. How yeah. young kid? Like, I'm talking elementary school before grade six. That's when you're a real kid. Before grade six, actually, before grade four, I think it is your, you're a still innocent kid. Mm. Yeah. What's a dream I had? Before grade four. Grade six, you're, you're, you're a little runt. A uh, dream I had, man, was at the time, the only thing I was existing is like I, I wanted to play in the NBA. Mm. But I can't do that anymore. Like, but I still imagine myself as an NBA player, bro. Like every time I'm hooping, I'm just kind of like, bro, I belong. You in the definitely field. do. Like you <laughs> see me when we hoop, right? It's like I still think I'm an NBA player because I'm like that good, you know. I was I was better when I was younger, but <clears throat> when I was a kid, man, I was wanted to be on TV. I used to watch TV and I'd be like, man, I like. What I like, I want to be on that. I want to be watched like them. I want to be seen like them. Interesting. Right? Like, when I used to see, like, Ryan Seacrest present on American Idol, like, when my mom, like, finished school, like, this is, like, when we come to Canada, right? Like, we're, like, watching all these, like, guys, like, do these award shows, and, like, they're so revered. They're so, 
they're like the spotlights on them and we're at home watching them and like man that's so cool like just look at them being on tv like i want that i want to feel like a star you know and that's why like i always say to you i want to be famous i never and i never understand it i never do i want to be famous i just want to get maybe i don't want to be famous but i want to get i want to get a taste of it is it fame or acceptance what's the difference Fame is just being known by everybody. Acceptance is being respected by your peers. I want both. Like, you, you see, you see, like, the way Leo, like, with Bezos, his woman. When okay. You see that clip? That little meme that went viral? Exactly, okay. yeah. right? Like, look up Bezos, bro. Bezos is a billionaire. Billy's, like, I'm not, like, there's Billionaire Boys Club, and then there's, like, like, this is, like, elite billionaire's boys club. Like, he's a past 100. Mm-hmm. He has, like, a banging woman there with him. Is she banging? She's like, nah, man. She's she's past. Well, billionaires, yo, I swear so a lot of these billionaires have bad taste. Besides bad taste. Kanye. Like, Grimes. Oh, my God. Grimes ain't it, dog. Can you, can you keep it a buck about Grimes? Like, what does she what see in her? What does Musk see in her? Like, I'm trying to I'm pulling up Grimes so right now. Beat, just to, man. Dang. <laughs> you ain't gotta go. You, you went for the axe with that one. Like, Jeez. But alright. Yeah. No. So uh, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't seeing Grimes as, you know, billionaire. You, you think that you know what it is is that even as a billionaire, all you want is peace. You know. Cause uh, as men, it's like can, can this woman bring me peace? That's the real question. Yeah, last thing you, you know, want to stress. Last thing you want to stress, and I didn't realize it, but one thing I, I, was, I was discovering is that a, uh, you know, uh, uh, emotion under happiness is peace. Mm-hmm. You know, so really, what we want is to be happy, but we don't. It feels weird to be as guys to say, "I just want to be happy." Mm-hmm. You know, but mm-hmm. peace feels like an actual direct mm-hmm. feeling and emotion you want. Yeah, you know, that's a great way to put it. But uh. Yeah, I don't know about Grimes. But the though. Leo, man, he's just, like, there, like... You see, like, Leo, man, Leo's not as rich as Bezos, uh-huh. right? But here's Bezos' girl looking at Leo, like, raw. Like, look at this. Like, you know, he's looking at him like a hungry... She's a hungry for this man. Mm-hmm. And, and they, bro, that finger wag he did, it was, like, a power move. And you still see the way she's looking at him, chasing him, like, as he's moving away. And then Bezos, like, looks like... You know, even, like, Bezos saw it and he just looked away. Like, he's just kind of like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, because the chick is, like, pushing her chest up on Leo. Right? And that's what, that's the thing. Like, Leo has fame. Bezos is balling. Bezos is accepted. But Leo, Leo is that freaking guy. You know, it doesn't date a ting under, like, you know, over 20, 25. Oh, for real? I yeah. know that. Bro, all Leo's girlfriends are, like, young, man. Didn't get Rihanna at one point? Bro, he's dated everybody. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So but that's in the here, no there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, we're, next week though, we have some amazing podcasts lined up. Yeah, we got Giselle about to join. Giselle's a venture capitalist. Venture capitalist. This is the second VC we're gonna have mm-hmm. on the pod. We we have Jasmine Lee about to join the pod. You know, we have Dwight. Shout out to Dwight. I'll join the pod. We have some, and Dwight is from uh, Dwight Murray from Miami Fades. Mm-hmm. He, he was one of the most successful barbershops in the nation, mm-hmm. barbershop franchises to be specific. 
Not is it a franchise? No, it's not a franchise. It's not, it's not a, franchise. a franchise. But um, still one of the most successful barbershops. Um, so we have a lot of good guests, guys. So make sure you keep um keep it locked, keep it tuned in with us. We have a lot going on. If you haven't followed us on Instagram, make sure you go do that. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube, 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 yo, subscribe. I hate to be this person. This person, you know, hit the like button, guys. But Make yo, sure you hit the like and subscribe. It's like when you're watching Kevin Samuels, it's like he stops the show and just everyone like tells you, hit the like button. And then he puts up this uh, beat. It's like this rock song. Really? Yeah, yeah. You know, classic KS. But yeah, guys, subscribe to us on YouTube. We're trying to get to a million subscribers by the end of the year, guys. So help us get there. <laughs> <laughs> right now we're at 180. 180 something subs yeah so it would be amazing if y'all subscribe and just start tuning in there because it's our new um platform and another thing too is that people starting to evaluate us by by youtube channels when we have been podding for so long and it's just not a representation a proper representation of the pod because they're seeing clips they're seeing little clips that's like five views six views i'm like that's not we have audience yeah yeah so so yeah i appreciate y'all for tapping in with us and locking in with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, let's wrap it up. Yeah. Own anything you want to add before you get out of here? Uh, no. Just uh, I wish everybody a safe, healthy week ahead. And um, yeah, just remember wherever you are in life, things are always moving. It's temporary. And as much whatever feeling you're having right now, just know things change and it's not permanent. And uh, that's my I'm going to take my own advice and as well, too, I just want to leave everyone with that most definitely before we get out of here i just want to shout some people out i'll put the, put this at the front so we can get this off because you know we want to shout out the people who've been listening to us and rocking with us for a while i want to give a shout out to alicia for getting a new job um she just got a new job as an accountant and she was talking to us about instagram dm so yeah, we're very active on instagram and can be very active on youtube so yeah, once again, subscribe. And if you're not following us on Instagram, make sure you go do that because our DMs are popping and we're consistently talking to people and um, continuing to help and build our community. So mm-hmm. make sure you tap in. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up the podcast. The hustle is what you can control. So control your grind and control your life. I'm Alex. And I'm Owen. That's hustle over everything, y'all. Peace. Have a great week, guys. Peace out. Thank you so much for listening. The conversation continues on our Instagram at 247Hustler. We post very frequently. And be sure to check out our merch at hustleovereverything.co. We have some amazing sweaters, hats, mugs, and a lot more. Lastly, our Proud to Pay program is linked in the description below. Thank you so much for your support. Talk to you next Monday. Peace.